Welcome to the For the Record Podcast Teen Edition. I am your host, Wendy the Librarian, and today's episode is a special one as I have a co-host, and the co-host is, drumroll please, it is none other than Adriana Zappolo, the YA Librarian at Bryant Library. This month's book inspiration and for our very first teen podcast is Sunkissed by Casey West. With that said, let's get on with the podcast. All right, let's start with an introduction. Avery has always used music as an escape, but after her best friend betrays her, even her perfectly curated playlist can't help her forget what happened. To make matters worse, her parents have dragged her and her social media obsessed sister to a remote family camp for two months of fun. Just when Avery is ready to give up on the summer altogether, she meets Brooks, mysterious, frustratingly charming Brooks, who just happens to be on staff, which means he's off limits. What starts as a disaster turns into something else. As the outside world falls away, Avery embarks on a journey of self-discovery. And when Brooks offers her the chance of a lifetime, she must figure out how far she is willing to go to find out what she wants and who she wants to be. Fan favorite Casey West is back with another unforgettable summer romance that reminds us falling in love is full of wonder, heartache, and most of all, surprises. I enjoyed reading this novel. It is a perfect summer read. It's a book you can read while lounging at a beach somewhere, no cares in the world, and having this book in one hand and a nice cold mochaccino in the other, while the waves provide the perfect soundtrack. It's kind of a dreamy novel in the sense that there's this uh, rocker type love interest, and (laughs) I was always a, a sucker for that type. I really like our protagonist, Avery who the book centers around. Uh, Adriana, what did you think of Avery as a character? I really like Avery. I think that she's a very relatable character. I think even just at the beginning when she's, you know, going on this trip with her family that she's really not interested in going on because she was just experiencing a breakup and drama with her friend. I think that we can all relate to um, those feelings and emotions she was experiencing. And I think my favorite part about the book just was following her journey and seeing her kind of find her voice and gain this confidence in herself when her summer started out really bad and she really didn't know how to approach the you know drama she had with her ex-boyfriend and her best friend and she kind of went on this trip and that was her escape and she really was able to kind of discover okay what do i want to do next who do i want to be and she really, you know, discovered herself in that way. Yeah, I like the way, I like that you use the word journey because it is a journey. First of all, it's a journey <laughs> of her and her family going on this trip. And God, I really remember those times when I would my parents would force me to go on these horrible. I mean, they weren't that horrible in hindsight, but you know, as a teenager, you don't want to go on a vacation with your parents. So right there, I totally related to Avery and her sister and this journey that they're going to. And then, of course, the journey of um, what Avery has to go through. And I, what I really liked about this book is that we really see Avery just grow from this kind of quiet, almost insecure young woman to what we see at the end, and I won't give too much away, but she becomes very self-assured. She knows her voice, pun intended, and you'll get that once you read the book. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so yeah, I like this word journey because it is a journey for Avery um, in this book. Now, this book also gave me a lot of major Dirty Dancing vibes. Uh, what did you think of that? Did you get any of that? Did this remind you of anything? Yes, and it reminded me of the Disney movie Camp Rock, just because the book is kind of centered around music. And just similar to Camp Rock, uh, the main character in that movie, Avery kind of, like you were saying, she started off quiet, kind of doubting herself and like what she was going to do next. And then towards the end of the book, she like really finds her voice. And it, it, there were so many similarities between Camp Rock and Sunkist. So I, I really enjoyed that because I was a huge Disney fan growing up and I was obsessed with that movie uh, when I was younger. Okay. So I have to see that movie. I haven't seen it. And I also now need to see Dirty Dancing again. Cause, <laughs> so there are two movies now that I'm going to check out. Um, I also really liked her little sister. She was almost seemed like a little bit of a nuisance, constantly pulling out the camera and... What what about you? How'd you think? Because you do have a little sister. I do have a younger sister, yeah. I just, I thought her character was hysterical. I just thought it was so funny how she kept pulling out her phone for everything. She had to document every moment. And even though it's funny, I mean, that's kind of the world we're in now. Like, we want to record everything and post it on TikTok, post it on YouTube. And every moment that happened in that book, she just wanted to be there for it to record it and I just thought she was really funny yeah yeah it's definitely a current book that it way. definitely is yes yeah. and I also felt for these two people because there was no reception so can you imagine I can't even leave the house without my phone I freak yeah. out and I have a GPS in my car so yeah you know uh, I use my phone a lot for GPS but you know the idea of not being able to have my phone much less being a teenager who needs to document, you know, every part of their lives. Uh, I just can't imagine. So I, I definitely feel for these, for the, for her, for her sister. Oh my gosh, me too. I can't imagine because right now I would panic if I didn't have a service. <laughs> so thinking back to when I was in high school, especially the way that she left for this trip, like she had unresolved issues at home with her friends and she kind of just got in the car, went on this trip, and then she discovered she has no cell service. So in a way, I think it was good for her because it really allowed her to kind of focus on other things. But for, and I'm talking about Avery, I think this was good for Avery because she kind of was able to shut off the world and everything that was going on back at home. But for her younger sister, this was very frustrating <laughs> because she needed to um, document everything that was going on. So it was definitely a struggle. Yeah. And of course, let's not forget handsome, handsome rocker dude Brooks, the love interest in the story. I I liked, I had a love-hate relationship with Brooks. I felt at the beginning that, you know, it's, he was almost like a wimp, if you would. What'd you, what'd you think of, of Brooks? Yeah, I agree. In the beginning of the book, he definitely was making me very nervous. I felt like Avery was in a position where she just needed this summer to go well. She didn't need boy drama or anything like that happening. So in the beginning, I'm like, okay, typical guy, like in a band, he's going to break her heart this summer. But then as the book goes on, we really discover that he's he's a sweet guy. And anytime that Avery like really needed somebody, he was there, even when her friends showed up. Just everything she was dealing with with that, Brooks kind of was a support system for her. And I think that he kind of inspired her to like take that step and 
accomplish her goals and kind of like find who she is and go, and just go for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And let's not forget also the tension that is almost felt and built up from the very beginning between Brooks and Avery. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, it's this ho- this camp-implemented rule that the workers or the staff cannot mingle, really, much less go out with the campers and the renters of the summer places there. So I loved that tension that yes. we feel. It was pretty palpable, I thought. Yeah, I thought it definitely made things interesting, more exciting when she did see Brooks and... You know, I I thought it was really cool how even though the guests weren't really supposed to mingle with the staff, like Avery still developed some really important relationships. I mean, she met Brooks and she also made some friends there. So I think that this summer was exactly what she needed after, you know, kind of leaving her hometown on a bad note. So I like that there were so many references to music in the book. As since this is for the record podcast, we like to have the book inspire a musical playlist. So Adriana, what did you think were some songs that you would put into our playlist here? Yeah, so the first song I thought of was Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift. On the first page of the book, Avery is sitting in the car daydreaming about the perfect summer and a Taylor Swift song is playing in the background. I immediately thought of Cruel Summer. Taylor Swift is a singer-songwriter that started out in country music and transitioned into a pop superstar. Cruel Summer is a song from Taylor's seventh studio album, Lover, which was released in 2019. This song and that album as a whole gives me the ultimate summer vibes, so here's Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift. Sunkissed, Avery and Brooks spend many of their summer days outside soaking up the sun. This reminds me of the 2002 hit song Soak Up the Sun by Sheryl Crow. If you're looking for the perfect song to add to your summer playlist, this is it. Soak Up the Sun was a huge hit in the early 2000s and it's still a go-to summer song today. Here's Soak Up the Sun by Sheryl Crow. up we have a song that was on all of my playlists when I was younger. This is Me by Demi Lovato and Joe Jonas. If you were a Disney fan growing up or a Jonas Brothers fan, I'm sure you're familiar with this song. This is Me is a song from the Disney Channel movie Camp Rock released in 2008. The song is about the main character finding her voice, which is similar to Avery's journey of self-discovery and sunkissed. They also share a love for music and both the book and the movie take place at a camp. 
There are also other similarities that you'll discover as you read the book, so for all of the Disney fans out there, this one's for you. This is me by Demi Lovato and Joe Jonas. Next song is by the band The Strokes. Formed in 1998 in New York City, they are known for revitalizing 60s garage rock and inspiring countless other bands to do the same in the early 2000s. The song you're about to hear is from the band's critically acclaimed debut album, Is This It, which was released in 2001. It has been featured in several publications' list of the best albums of the 2000s and of all time. In the novel, it is a song that Avery specifically mentions, and it just wouldn't be right if I didn't mention it. The band is still going strong today, releasing their sixth studio album in 2020. So now, here is Someday by The Strokes. Avery describes her musical style as emo, also known as emo core, which is a subgenre of punk rock. It differs from punk rock in a few ways, but mostly it's known for its confessional approach to singing punk rock. When you listen to the Spotify playlist, you'll hear a few emo bands such as Taking Back Sunday, Paramore, Snail Mail, and the next band, My Chemical Romance. They were formed in Newark, New Jersey around 2002, and they are credited with moving the emo genre into the limelight. The song you're about to hear a snippet of is Summertime. The song is based on the lead singer Gerard Way's relationship with his wife, Linz, of Mindless Self-Indulgence, who gave birth to their daughter Bandit in 2009. Way said to Billboard magazine, and I quote, It's one of the lyrically personal songs on the album, whereas the rest of it is just me talking about my worldview. So it's a really beautiful song, and again, no rules. We can have a soft song. We can have a new wave song on the album, end quote. So now, here is Summertime by My Chemical Romance.
want to listen to the playlist, you can find the link in the description section of the podcast. You'll be able to hear the playlist on Spotify, and you'll hear music and bands that were specifically mentioned in the book, as well as music inspired by the main character's musical sensibilities. Now, don't be shy and make sure you give it a like. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. My name is Wendy, the librarian, and a special thanks to Adriana Zappolo for joining me on this episode. This is For the Record. Until next time, friends, have a good one.